for just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. And we're hot. We are hot. We're back, finally, for the podcast uh what am i trying to say here archery league we yeah. are who we thought we were <laughs> that's what this is going to be named right here <laughs> we are who we thought we were and um so today's episode is we haven't done one in two weeks on the on the archery league just want to give you guys an update but uh this is episode 328 it is september 14th 14th, 14th. i mean we're 42 degrees this morning shooting god it felt like it was the fall, beautiful didn't it? yes didn't it? It was. It felt great, but no wind, sun shining, nice and cool. Whew. Oh man, you couldn't ask for a better morning, honestly. But today's podcast is brought to you by Latitude Outdoors, and uh, if you guys do want to save some money, fifteen uh, percent off. Use the code The Fall Podcast to uh, get new uh, a new saddle, um, new platform, ropes, carabiners, anything like that. You know, leader in the mobile game, in my opinion. A little biased, but I. I you know, yesterday I had the call with uh, our owner, Kevin, and we're going through some stuff, and he was asking me about saddles that I've used in the past and everything like that. And he goes, what would you change on, you know, our saddles or our method too? And I'm like, I thought I was dead air for like 40 seconds. I'm like, Kevin, literally, I don't know if I'd change one thing. Like, there's not one thing I would change for the method too. It's the most comfortable saddle on the game. Um, it's a two-panel, ton of adjustability, and... I don't know. Could they have some different colors? Because I like my original Latitude, the uh, the Method Two with the camo on the back. You do. Like, the I don't even want to get rid of it. Like I know. I'd like to upgrade That's and the get OG. the magnets. Yeah, I'd like to get the magnets, and whatnot. But I just, I mean, they're so nice, and I like the pattern too. It's cool. Looking. I know. So uh, we were doing some cleaning in the headquarters. This was beginning of the summer, around the middle of the summer, or whatever. And I'm like. I'm like, do you guys have like an OG one just like that? Like one of the methods twos? And they're like, oh, we might. And I was like, well, if we have one, I'd like to snag it. I just want it as like a, a show piece. Yep. You know what I mean? Found one. Oh, nice. And one of the first ones off the line, it said we wrote or they wrote demo on the inside of it because it was like a demo oh, model. Yeah. I got it in my office nice. now. And I, I love the camo pattern. So. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's that's the moral of the story. So if you guys want to save some some money on uh, some latitude gear, go to Latitude Outdoors and uh, save by using the Fall Podcast. So today, let's get into it. Let's uh, tell me about your round. Tell me, tell me. Uh, like I know. said, we are who we thought we were. <laughs> <laughs> I, I shot terrible on the front. I shot five fives on the front, and I'm like, oh, here we go. We haven't. Uh, 
it, you were gone, so we shot earlier in the week last week, and then it's been almost two weeks, I think, since, since we shot. So, And I haven't shot at home, but we we saved it in the second round. We shot average this week. Yeah. Like, we, the water has found its level, I think. Yeah. So it it did, you know, it has – it. I did feel like a fish out of water a little bit today. I am trying to get over a sickness and, you know, get up to the first shot. You didn't have your binos. I literally knock an arrow, and I'm like, man, I'm like – I'm missing something here. I'm like, I forgot my binos. Yeah, I so, saw you didn't have them on there, but I'm like, I didn't say anything because I'm like, oh, maybe he's, you know, doing something different this week. But I will say this is the first round I haven't shot a five and I didn't have binos. So maybe I was, maybe, maybe concentrate a little bit more, but I did shoot my average. I shot a 213. Yeah. Um, so it, you know, I shot too many eights again, but like I said, they're all kill shots. So, yep. but this was one of the more relaxed rounds we had. And I think it's just to the point now where we got, you know, two more weeks left of league after this, and season's it's, right around the season's corner. Season's right man. here, man. I mean, I'm getting sick of shooting at targets. I want to point my uh, bow at a deer. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I will say, like anybody out there that's that's listening to these, you know, and if you're looking to get in a league and you're local to us, this is the ticket right mm-hmm. here. I mean, we've we've shot so many arrows uh, in the past, you know, eight weeks that I've got so much confidence. And like week to week, like the cool thing about it is, if you're like us, I mean, we're, we we do want to shoot the best we can, but there's times that we're adjusting things on the course. This yep. is the time to adjust it yep. because these are the practice rounds for the fall. Figure yeah. out which arrows are flying best. hundred percent. You know, put that arrow to the back, but it's not flying the greatest. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, it's nice knowing, um, you know, what you're getting into, what, it, like you said, like, I like to mark my arrows, yep. you know, what one, one's two, flying three, good, one one's, what one's not. And I think we're going to throw a little shade on, on your cousin, Kurt, today. Oh, because, yeah, yep. He you know, talking he, about confidence. Yeah. He's, he's, Kurt, I know you're going to listen to this, so listen up, pal. Yeah. We were, uh, he actually bought the new Helix heads. So, FJ4s. Great. Awesome. I've been, I've been ragging fall, on them. Hey, Fall HX10, if you guys want to save some money yep. on the new Helix heads. I've been ragging on them uh, to, to get them, and he finally did. Then he's like, yep, we're all ready. Got them on the arrows. Not even going to shoot them. I'm that confident. I'm like. That's no. what that's what he said to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna shoot him into a target. I'm that confident. I said you're not. You're not even sighting your bow in is what you're telling me. And I asked you this morning, and I'm. I said, so what do you think? He goes, absolutely, shoot your bow. Got to even you know you even might if shoot you weren't a, shooting the FJ fours or any broadhead any broad or anything head, like that. Any broadhead. Yeah. And he's new in the deer hunting in the last few years, so he's he's learning. And those are this is one of those things where I was 12 years old. And I was taught this, and I've been, mm-hmm. I do it every year. Even if I use the same heads, I'm using the same heads and the same arrows as last year. And I'm, I'm shooting my broadheads with my arrows again this year. Yep. And come season, there's not a field point on a single one of my arrows. And once a week, I'll fire that. I take one head, and I consider that my, my practice head. Yep. And I'll take that head, and I'll rotate it through all my arrows. I'll shoot all the arrows, and I'm going to put my quiver to hunt. And, yeah. and the confidence. In the back of my head, if I didn't do that, I'd be pulled back going, man, I hope this thing goes where it's supposed to. Yeah. Like, and you shouldn't be hoping. You should be knowing. Yeah, exactly. And that you, you owe that. Kurt, you owe that to all the animals. Yes, there, that's pal. what I kept telling them. It was like, you, you're going out to take an animal's life. You better have all your T's crossed and your I's dotted. Mm-hmm. Like, and putting a head on it. And even if it's the best flying broadhead that you've ever got, and I haven't had zero issues with any of the Helix heads, you still put it on there and you still shoot. Yeah, sorry, Kurt. You're not here to defend yourself, so you're I told at him your I was. <laughs> I told him I was going to come on here and and we'll let you come on next week and uh, give it back to us. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, so we're, shoot all we're your, saying is shoot just your shoot heads. Yeah. Shoot your heads. Even if you shoot it one time, you hit the bullseye, boom. That's all you need to know. And then my confidence level would be sky high going yeah. into the season. Well, I would I would shoot a little bit more than that. I'd shoot them up to distance. You know, shoot them 20, 30, 40 yards. And even if you're not going to shoot that far, it's good to know. Like, you know, I shoot my – I sight my bow in – to like 65 70 every year am i gonna shoot something absolutely not no but if i have to right you know there was one year that um uh i was filming a guy i won't say or whatever and this is this was years ago but he shot a deer it came in shot him at like 18 yards and the deer runs off to like i don't know it was somewhere around 50 to 60 yards and he's just sitting there and you know and, and it's like the deer just like wondering what the hell happened and he knocks another one and shoots him again at like whatever that distance mm-hmm. was, and I'm like, man, that's a to have that ability to get yep. another one in him if you need to. Yep. Like, you need to shoot that far, and uh, it's just covering your bases, yep. you know. Yep. But, you owe it to the animal to have everything as good as you can get it. Yeah, Kurt, I know you're a business owner, so just just find some time. Shoot in the office. If you have <laughs> well, to. he doesn't have a black target. He's got a bag. <laughs> So he can't shoot the broadheads in the bag. I said, he comes up uh, this weekend. I said, I got a black target. Shoot it into it. There you go. Right there. And you just have to, it's a necessary evil of taking a head and running it through the target. I mean, they resharpen. Yeah. And the other thing is, too, I've had a lot of questions in the last couple of weeks from podcast listeners about sharpening the broadheads, uh, those helixes. And my favorite sharpener from helix is the pocket sharpener. And what I like is that pocket sharpener. And when you hold it, pull it back towards yourself. Okay, when you sharpen them and you'll put a really good edge on that thing and that's all you that's all you need to do. You just need to put another and if you're worried about having to sharpen them, that's just the nature of a, a fixed blade. Yep. You know, you, you gotta do that. So uh, and if you use that code fall HX ten, you can get a sharpener with that as well and you're yep. saving money. They're not so. one time use heads. You can resharpen them and use them every year. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna I'm using my heads that I had last year. I still got three of them so if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I know, and that's uh, that's where I'm at. And I'm just so jacked to run one through an animal. I'm just ready for it, and uh, we'll see if we have anything to shoot coming uh, come October first. <laughs> yeah, we we were showing each other. I was showing him a few pictures today of a few bucks we got on the farm, and he was complaining how he can't get a good one on camera. His best one's one fifteen, but it is yeah. what it is. You got to shoot what's in your area. Poor me, right? Yeah, poor, poor you. Me. Poor you. It's the first year in a long time I haven't had anything to chase bigger. Yeah, there'll like be one that shows inch. up. You know, you know yeah. it well. But I mean, I'm super stoked with the deer I do have on camera. Like there are a couple deer that I would for sure shoot. Um, you know, and if if we're talking inches, they're not they're not like great scoring deer, but they're deer that I have some history with and have mm-hmm. a little bit of age on them. Um, but in in my opinion. No matter the size of deer, if you pick a deer and you say that's my number one, and you're able to capitalize on that, mm-hmm. that's pretty good. That's oh, yeah. pretty special. Be able to pick a target and say yeah. that's the deer I'm going to kill, and go out and execute it, make a plan, figure it out. Yeah, yeah, and it's. Uh, I will say, like on one farm, it's it feels very different than it has in the last six years on the farm because, just the crop. Ro- I keep saying it, the crop rotation and the pressure it's getting around the farm that it hasn't had before is is very much has these deer in a in a really different pattern pattern really different pattern and that's what i'm like most frustrated about and it's like i gotta pivot you know crop rotations are huge around us just with the lack of timber the if it's a cornfield one year and then it's a hayfield next year it's a completely different ball game 
than what it was the year before when you had corn. Because that, that five-acre woodlot that had was loaded with deer because there was a 80-acre cornfield next to it, it ain't going to be loaded with deer next year. Yep, exactly. So we talked about this a little bit today because you and I hunt a lot of ag. And, um, you know, we had talked about, like, once, like, farmers are doing silage corn or high moisture Yeah, last corn. year we chopped corn on this day last year. And yeah. there's not a single farmer that started chopping corn yet this year. Yeah. So Crops are coming off later. You're, you're saying year. you're saying corn's going to be late? Late, yep. Corn's going to be late. Beans are beans are probably going to be late. Just What are you thinking beans? There's some beans that are turning October. now that are that people will plant wheat behind that'll be one of the neighbors his field's turning pretty good right now i imagine a couple weeks yeah he'll start combining but like our beans are greener and green it's going to be middle middle of october for right we probably didn't think about it hmm. and corn is going to be you know like you said corn's going to be on for rifle season i there's a november 15th there's going to be a pretty strong possibility there's a lot of corn on come november 15th at least in our area it just hasn't hasn't been hot in I don't know. The crops just aren't finishing as Our fast. Our August wasn't. Yeah, we had it, we had fifty, forty degree mornings a lot of August isn't in a lot of August days, and then the highs were low seventies. Yeah, high sixties sometimes. So same with September. September's been cool too. And that's not even. That's just saying that we're gonna have decent weather. If we get some, if we get a wet fall, yeah, it's gonna push it out to maybe yep. even December because it's already been pretty wet. So the ground's saturated. It's not. I mean, we're a little drier now than we have been all summer, pretty much, because yeah. it's been a little. But we just had a six tenths of an inch the other day of a rain. So I had a half inch. Yeah. Or yeah. I had a half inch, and then uh, yesterday we had uh, almost two tenths out of nowhere just come through a downpour yesterday. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that. Yeah, downpour at my my farm for 15, really? 15, 20 minutes. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's like the crop rotation has got me in a tizzy, but it is what it is, and it's. And the reason why is because a lot of it is just uh, there is no crop in a lot of the fields. It was all wheat. winter wheat last year, and then they took the straw off. And Did it's they like, till it under, or is it still – they didn't do anything weeds, with it. All weeds right now. Weeds that are about waist high. Just like a CRP field, huh? It is, but, you know, and it's – I do still see deer out in it eating whatever forbs are at the bottom or, you know, at the – there's the, probably some volunteer wheat coming up that they're nibbling yeah. on some nice, nice fresh green growth. But it's not like, man, I'd love us, I'd love some beans. Right. Like I love some green beans. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of green beans come October first this year. I got one field though that's turning rather fast right. right now. Like I think Saturday, it there was you could just see a hint of yellow starting, and then by Monday, it was all yellow, not the whole field, but I mean a good majority of it. And then now today it's like, I mean, you give it another week and she's going to be, the whole field might be yellow. Yep. Especially know? we get, it looks like we're supposed to get some decent, you know, low 70 days. Things will progress. Yeah. Hopefully progress fast enough. I know you want it to slow down so the crops are on. But. I want, <laughs> now I don't want, I mean, I don't necessarily want the corn on until. Yeah, because it could be a hindrance too. If there's yes. too much corn on, then yes. you're you're pissing in the wind because they could be anywhere. There, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it could it could help you. There's a fine line between too much corn and having the right amount out there so there's still cover. I will say though, this year on one spot and one farm that I can hunt, it has got the makings to be able to get a deer through. Um, and I showed you and Zach yep. pictures of yep. that deer. Oh like, man, he made a jump this year. Hell of a jump. And like, he's going to be a hard pass, but You're I know the deer. I am. <laughs> I know the deer's two years old because last year he was a year and a half, had a year and a half old rack 
But I was even telling like David and everything. I'm like, if this deer makes it through to two, he, I cannot wait to see what he's going to be. And then if he can make it to three, like if he can make it to three, he'll be 140 next year. That That's what we see deer like that. Mm-hmm. Mission gets a bad rap for not being able to grow deer, but deer like that get killed when they're two. Yeah. Here. And honestly, <laughs> he's probably the biggest scoring deer I have on camera. If you really get him on the ground. Yeah, I bet he's close. Fit 115 to 120 ish, maybe. And he's got I, some nice character to his rack, too. So, and I, I already told myself, I'm like, He's going to come running in on November 3rd, all rutted up, mm-hmm. grunting, and you're going to, oh, yeah, there he is. It's going to happen. <laughs> and then you're going to have to make a real tough decision. <laughs> but I, I did tell, I was telling David, I'm like, I'm not shooting him. His name is No-Go. And because I feel like this year I could get him through. I could, I really awesome, think I could though. get him through. So That's awesome. Because um, I really want to see what he turns into as a three-year-old. Not going to recognize him. He's going to blow up so much. If he makes or a he's ju- just going to leave. If he makes a jump like he did from one to two. Yeah. And then two to three, whoo, dude! If he makes a jump, what he did from one to two, he will be one forty next year. Right. He'll he'll jump twenty twenty five inches next year. But it's like that that shed buck that I was asking you guys if he was two or three. I think he's only two, and he's going to be low one thirties. Yeah, but that's you were trying to say you're going to pass him. Like I know, no, no, I wasn't. That I wasn't saying I was going to pass him. I was just saying I wish I was man enough to like oh. to pass him. But I'm not. That deer's getting. I mean, he's getting the ten ring as soon oh, as I see him. Yeah. Like, but yeah, I, those deer are. We have the deer to do that. It's just as us hunters in Michigan don't have the willpower. I, I think to pass tough, those man. kind of deer. Well, it's tough because we just. You might only you might only get one of those opportunities mm-hmm. a year, and mm-hmm. it's like you 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 think 365 days a year about that one opportunity. It's right, like, and you're not going to take le- it exactly. <laughs> like you know, it, not to make it sound like it's any easier out west, but like if I go out west somewhere hunting, like or in the Midwest, I know I'm going to get. I know I'll get a opportunity, and I might get multiple. Like mm-hmm. there's a high there's a higher probability of me getting multiple opportunities at a buck a decent buck out in the midwest than there is here i can't guarantee you that i'm going to get an opportunity in michigan every year right. cannot guarantee right. that well the out deer there, i can there almost first. guarantee it exactly yeah. yeah yep but uh how about them lions <laughs> i don't want to talk about the lions that's all i've been talking about the last week and or hour, eight nine days since last thursday they oh. go well first of all how about those sparties yeah huh? hey <laughs> Tuck was coming a little too much. <laughs> We're not going to get into that. I'm not going to waste my win on green and white. Oh, so. come on. I'm uh, glad. I'm just glad I didn't win the, the shoot and and we had to wear a Sparty jersey. Yeah. I would feel bad having I wouldn't wear it. <laughs> wouldn't wear it. I'd get you a Mel Tucker jersey. Yeah. No, the Lions, though, dude, they are. They look good. They, yeah. they, it, they didn't even pitch a perfect game, and honestly, they – you know, everybody was like, I said this last week, but everybody was like, well, we didn't have Travis Kelsey or Chris Either did Jones. the Lions. Exactly. The Lions didn't have Travis Kelsey or, or Chris Jones. And they, so, win's a win. In we NFL, went into man. Arrowhead and beat Patrick Mahomes. And if the Lions can go and well, do Well, the Lions that, did. We didn't. The Lions did. Yeah. Well. <laughs> We're not on the squad. We. we. I, I'm saying we. <laughs> if they can go into Arrowhead and beat Mahomes, they can go anywhere and win. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying that they're going to go undefeated and win the Super Bowl, but if they can go there and win, they can go anywhere and win. Yeah. If they and I don't, even, they didn't even play all that well. I don't think. No, a they, lot of, I will say one one unit I think did really stand out was I. I like the special teams, a punt return, kick return. I yep. really, I shouldn't even say kick return. Nobody can return a kick, but the punt return, that looked great. Yep. You know, 
Yeah, so. once they get once they get uh, Williams back and they have Gibbs, the speed on that offense is going to be yeah. going to be hard to stop. They're going to be able to take the top off the defense, and then they'll just be able. To, once the top's off, they just hand it off to Monty, and he'll rumble bumble for eight nine yards yeah. every every carry. Yeah, they got Seattle this weekend, Ford Field in Michigan, so that'll be interesting. You know, that yeah, I, I tried buying a ski mask, but they sold out. <laughs> I was going to be sitting at home on my couch with a ski mask, no just shirt screaming, <laughs> "Go Lions, let's go!" <laughs> uh, Gardner yeah. Johnson made Amazon uh, sell out a ski mask. Dude, so. how awesome is that? I can't wait to watch that game on Sunday. It is. We went to, uh, I forget what year it was, but the Lions started out 5-0, and and the Bears, I think, were 5-0. and It was a Monday night game, mm-hmm. probably like seven, eight years ago. And uh, the Bears started out with three straight false starts. It was so loud in there. That's and awesome. I was, we sat fifth row in the end zone. I was screaming as loud as I could, and I couldn't hear myself scream. <laughs> and I'm a loud human being. Well, so if I'm screaming, you should be able to hear it. It's going to be loud this yeah. week. Yeah, this it's Sunday. It's going to be it's going to be a good year. We got the Lions are going to be good. Deer season's coming up. Like whew. the Wolverines are really good. Yep. Yeah, Wolverines. <laughs> the the Sparties. Sparties going to get Sparty the doors something. knocked off hey, them this week. Hey, hey. You <laughs> never know. This might be a little like team no, bonding experience. No. Bring the bring them together like no. they can like no, you don't think so? It, it, it could, but the thing with Sparty is they don't have athletes. I know. I mean, well, there's a no reason athletes. why all the good people left this year. I Keon think the, Coleman's killing it at Florida State. Yeah, and he was like the third most targeted wide receiver, I think, last year for State. What? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's probably going to be, he's gonna be a top probably top two-round pick next year, probably. Yeah. Yeah, he, he he's good. But, yeah, Michigan State. I I'll we're a basketball go, school, so you know. I'll go as far as saying this bold statement: Michigan State might not win another game this year. After a these lot two. of distractions going on right now, I wouldn't even say that. It's just they're not that good. Yeah, yeah. we knew that going into this yeah. year is bad thing, and then this all happens. Like this is a recipe for the wheels to completely fall off. Yeah, yeah. Trev's going to be flying. Everyone keeps asking me, "Well, Spartans, what do you think?" And I'm like, honestly, I haven't even I haven't even paid attention just because I know I. We knew how the season was going to mm-hmm. go, and then now this is happening. You asked me this morning, what do you think about Sparty? And I'm like, haven't even paid attention. Like, yeah. just zoning that all out. It's not even worth, you know, not even worth my brain power, I guess, to follow that right now. I guess. But- che- I will silently be watching the Wolverines and, and – yeah, you know. that's a that's a that's big of you to say because I don't turn on the Sparty game unless I, I've they're having- never. I'm a realist Spartan fan, like. I've always been like I we've got buddies that just scream and holler about the Spartans and whether they go five and eleven or they go eleven and five and it's like you got to have a little perspective yeah. like you got to know like what we're working with like trust me I get it <laughs> so I mean I'm a Spartan fan but I know like I'm not that over the top yeah. like there's some like I'm gonna pick on the Wolverine fans you know during the Rich Rod years and. The other when they weren't that good, there were still Michigan fans pounding their chest saying national oh, championship. Yeah. We're gonna do it. It's like no, 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 you're not. Like, like look, try to have a little bit of perspective here, and not like be totally be like, a realist. Yeah, be a realist. And and, th- and that's where I go with the whole Lions thing. I'm drinking the Kool Aid, but we got to be real here. We're we're coming off of how many years of just bismal, just or dismal performances. It's so, like, I literally thought the Lions were going to lose to Kansas City because they don't win games like that. They do no, not they win games like no, that. No, they don't. And 
even though everybody, and I'm high on them right now too, I'm like really happy after that game. I was yelling at the TV on Thursday night, but they are the Lions. And what's going to end up happening is, I'm just going to say it right now, I want them to go 14-3 and or whatever. Yeah. But what's going to happen is they're going to go, they're going to win 9 or 10 games and people are going to be disappointed. But I'm like, just like you started the podcast, we are who we are. <laughs> like, that's, who, that's what it is. I think they're better than that, though. I got 50 bucks on that they win 13 games and have a home home uh, playoff game this year. And I bet, I, I bet I, that back in the And league. I'm right there with you. I hope they do. But I'm a realist in, in the fact of, like, I really think they're only about a 10, 11, But 9, they just 10, beat the hardest win. team on their schedule. That was the hardest, well, hardest they play game the on Eagles their schedule. this year, don't they? I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure they play the But it the might Eagles. be home. I'm just saying, like Seattle. Seattle always beats us. It doesn't matter. Geno yeah. Smith torched us last year. I'm yeah. like, what are we? What are we doing with yeah, Geno Smith? Yeah, that so was like, a bad game for them last year. But I think I really think them going into Lambeau last year, last week of season, and knocking the Packers out and kicking Aaron Rodgers out of Green Bay. I think that was the hump that that team. That I, I think hope they you're got right, over. man. I think that was that signature win, and then they come back with this another signature win. I think. The ball is definitely rolling in the right direction yeah. now. And I hope with, you're right. And you see Brad Holmes. Brad Holmes, at, they had a, a clip of uh, Dan Campbell in the locker room with the post-game speech, and Brad Holmes is right behind him in the shoulder, just stone-faced, just looking like he's ready to go to war. And like, <laughs> Run through and, a brick wall. Yes, and that's what I'm talking about. From the top down, the culture's changed in Detroit. We never had that kind of leadership in the front office before. Yeah. And it it's the top down now. It's contagious. The whole team's got that like grit to them. The, yep. the bite your kneecaps off. Yep. <laughs> well, I hope everybody listening wanted to listen about uh, Lions and Sparty. Yeah, and yeah. Hey. But I well, let's let's end it with this. I'm going to switch gears on you. Give me a hot take, hot prediction. Uh first week of bow season this year. What day you gonna kill first week of bow season if you do kill? Openers on Sunday this year. Yep. Oh man, I said today that I might pull a wild card and blow into my public opening night kayak in. I don't. I haven't really got very many pictures this year of the deer. I got a few, but I'm gonna bank on on historical data that I had last year. In the first seven days of the season last year, there was a shooter that walked in front of uh, my camera every during daylight every day. Mm-hmm. So, if you had to pick a night. If I had to pick, pick a, a night, day. well, it, I'm going to say that Saturday, the, the next, so it would be the 7th or 6th? 6th, I think it would be the 6th. We'll sixth. say, I'm going to say that night. October 6th. Yep, I'm not going to go into public that day. I think it'll give me that week to kind of figure out the farm, do some glassing. And uh, I'm like you now. I got to pick my kid up from school and drop him off. So yep. my hunting opportunities are going to be a little bit narrowed to the weekend now. And uh, we'll say the that Saturday night somewhere on the farm, I should have one kind of patterned hopefully by then. And we'll go in and try cool. to kill one. I like it. October 6th, Kevin's calling it. Yep. It, but I'm like you, though. I like that middle October, yep. get a cold front coming. Uh, you got to have like, a front, though. For me, yeah. if I don't get a front, it's it's it really really knocks down the percentages yeah. i and you know it doesn't even have to be a big cold front i just want it to hey, we got uh it rained for half the day and yep. in the afternoon it clears out i'm gonna be in that stand that afternoon as soon as that's that rain quits yep i agree man yeah what about you what's your shot call oh you already called 13th it, yeah you October. already called it if i if, three some, years in a row yeah if i can kill on the 13th or in there around plus or minus a day or two if i can get pre- precipitation that's that's the thing like 
two years in a row I've had rain on the 13th and I've killed. So yep. if I can get it again, I mean, Run I'm it back, baby. I am stopping whatever I have to do on the 13th and I'm yep. going in. So that's good. Cool, man. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, thank you for all the support and all the downloads. Go to iTunes, leave a five-star rating and leave a written review. Do the same thing on Spotify. Did I say iTunes and do it on yeah. iTunes and Spotify. So thank you guys very much. And we'll be right here next time on the fall podcast. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. One of the most legendary shows in the outdoors is on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Primo's Truth About Hunting, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.